All right, y'all. What's up? We back for another episode of Politically Incorrect. I uh, just want to first off, Chloe Bailey is a problem. Yeah, I didn't expect to go here, so I guess fuck you. Hey, look, I got things that I want to talk about whenever I do these things, um, but I like to just I just like to let it be free flowing and fluid. It's just uh, whatever happens happens. It's an experience. I mean, look, we a hundred some episodes in. You should probably understand this shit by now. Um, apparently, the VMAs were tonight. And I just so happened during a commercial break of the Rams and the Bears game, I just so happened to switch over to the VMAs and look at God, Chloe Bailey's about to perform. And I was kind of confused as to the whole, you know, I don't really understand what it was she was going for. It's kind of like a thriller thing. Like, well, I mean, not really like thriller, but like it was, I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, but she had a new song that came out uh, Friday, I think. Um, have mercy. Let me tell y'all something. Beyonce did something with this one. She she really really did. I don't understand how she was able to literally find a clone of herself, especially when she has children who should be actual clones of herself but uh i'm watching this chloe bailey performance and i'm like this is beyonce this is beyonce the entire time this is beyonce now that little bit that she did at the end that was a bit much i'm not saying i didn't enjoy it but that was a bit much um hmm, have mercy chloe bailey now, I've been uh, very anti-Chloe Bailey uh, because of her role in uh, Grownish. Um, I see, so something about me, I don't think I've discussed this on this podcast, but uh, whatever character you play on TV, that's who you are in real life. Like, I, I'll never forget when I found out that uh, Dylan and Cole Sprouse, well, I guess it's my fault. When I found out Zach and Cody were Dylan and Cole Sprouse, um, that fucked up my whole world. That really did. That really did. Like, I would always see the credits playing on TV shows, but I didn't pay that shit no mind. Like, ain't nobody paid that shit no mind. We watching the show. Um, Yeah, that was real. I'm like, what the fuck you mean Zach and Cody isn't Zach and Cody? Them niggas' names is Zach and Cody Martin. The fuck is you talking about? Um, So I like to uh, continue that uh, thinking throughout life, um, at least when it goes to TV shows. So because of the foul, foul, disgusting, demonic shit that Chloe Bailey has done on that show. Um, I haven't fucked with her. I haven't fucked with her for a while. Um, it's a good video. I mean, it was a good uh, uh, performance. It's a great performance. Um, she's talented. Uh, again, like I said, Beyonce did something with that. Chloe Bailey's a problem. Anyway. Gonna move on to um, gonna be uh, ho- hopefully uh, y'all listened and enjoyed to the Eye and the Sharp. That's gonna be a show that I'm doing with Andy. Um, where we just like to make picks. Um, we just like to be right. We don't like really be like doing this shit for real. Cause I mean, you know, what I'm saying like that's not really something that you know that you sh- should be doing in all 50 states. Um, so like I said, we just like to, you know, see where we're right. And we just like to be like, Oh, Vegas says this. So well, I say that, and I mean, it just makes the game a little bit more interesting. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you listen and you decide to do things with it, that's your prerogative. But you know, we just like to, you know, just, we just like to shoot the shit. I mean, we like sports, you know what I mean? Nothing, nothing major, but, um, if you did listen, then you're aware of some of the, uh, picks that I had made. And uh, we'll go into more depth on that uh, early early next week um, when we do a little recap show of week one. And um, I will say I, I I made a pick for all 13 games today. 13 games? Yeah, I think 13 games. Um, maybe 14. I don't know. Uh, no, 13. 13. And um, I was officially 7-6. and six. Uh, I ended up sticking with my gut and going with the uh, 
Jags to beat the Texans, even though I did have my underdog pick was the Texans. Like I said, like that's that was just my underdog pick. Like my actual official who I felt was going to win was Jacksonville. I was wrong. It happens. Um, and also, if you did listen to the show, um, I initially picked the Cardinals to beat the Titans, but um, I completely forgot that Derrick Henry existed. Uh, wide receiver has always been my favorite position, and the Cardinals have arguably, maybe not even arguably, well, I'll say arguably the best uh, receiving group in the NFL. Uh, the Cowboys are right there. I, I would say Cowboys are right there. Um, but I flipped from the Cardinals to the Texans, Just, I mean the uh, Titans, I'm sorry. Uh, mostly because I thought that Derrick Henry and the addition of Julio Jones into that offense, uh, they'd be able to control the clock with Derrick Henry. And uh, the Titans, I thought, had a pretty good O-line. Um, Chandler Jones said, fuck my shit. Uh, the Cardinals defense, that, that that was not expected. Chandler Jones, we knew about him. He's pretty good. But uh, we, nah, he, I am, well, I guess it just takes one person to fuck up everything. But anyway, I went 7-6. Um, about 53%. Well, if you round up 54, um, analytics say that, you know, in Vegas and everything, um, you like to, I mean, people that are out here capping as if they're doing 70, 80, 90%, like that's just not true. Or they're just making like one or two picks that are like, we're damn near sure things like, Oh, I'm undefeated on boxing. Well, I only bet on Floyd Mayweather or pick Floyd Mayweather. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's not really the same thing. Um, so statistically, analytically speaking, uh, if you're finishing above 52.4%, uh, you're, you know, you're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good. The, uh, sports makers, bookmakers, they, they are in business for a reason. Uh, so obviously if you're doing over 50%, then obviously you're winning more than you're losing. Uh, so seven and six today, you know, not bad, not bad. Um, I do have the, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, no, I don't know why. Oh, I guess I initially have the Raiders. I don't. I have the Raiders down, written down as my pick. But oh well, that's. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, that's because I don't believe in any the receivers for uh, the Ravens, and damn near everybody's torn their ACL on their defense. So I might stick with that Raiders pick. I don't know. Have time to think about it still. But um, we'll definitely we'll definitely come back to that. The play the picks that I felt the most comfortable about were the Rams, Bills, 49ers, Chiefs, and Panthers. And of those, I was 4-1. Goddamn Bills. Goddamn Bills. But um, we'll discuss all that at a later time whenever I'm reviewing everything with Andy doing a little recap show. I might even put that one on YouTube, assuming that the uh, video comes out the way that it did. I, I like the way the video came out for once, trying out some new things. Um, But some things that I did want to address today in this podcast was... um. Some things that stood out to me in the uh, week one of the NFL, and I'm sure me and Andy will probably discuss these again, so I will try not to go too deep into these, but I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge the reemergence of one Jameis Winston. Um, Y'all had fun. Y'all had fun getting on his ass for a while, and I mean, sure, it was justified. Like I said, I mean, okay, he threw 30 picks. It happens. I mean, it shouldn't happen. It really doesn't. really happens. Eh, I mean, fuck, Peyton Manny threw 30 picks or something like that his rookie year. But still, Jameis was young-ish. And I mean, I said before, he, if he cut that down to 15, 20, like, he would be NFL MVP because you're not accounting for those drives ended in interceptions, those 30 interceptions. So those were 20 interceptions. That's 10 drives that potentially don't end. Or I'm sorry, that's 10 drives that potentially end in points points that maybe he scores and he threw like 33 34 touchdowns that year so i mean like i'm saying he could easily have 40 touchdowns 20 receptions because that down to 15 could easily have 45 i'm like he he's Jameis winston is very talented we shouldn't need to remind you of this but he was a number one pick in the draft um you know kind of for a reason he was he's pretty good in college um you know he's been mildly successful in the nfl i mean <coughs> <coughs> Only real weapon I would say he's ever had on the on that uh Tampa Bay offense was Mike Evans and Mike Evans has always been kinda up and down. Um if anybody is listening to this that plays fantasy football though, um I don't know how deep people's leagues are. I'm not playing fantasy this year. But uh Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan, he played with Jameis in Tampa. Um I did not I was not aware that he was on the um Saints. Um but they have a connection. Trust me. They have a connection. Um I would definitely pick him up in your league. Unless you already have them picked up. Like I said, I'm not playing fantasy, so I don't know if people are woke on that. 
Um, but also in the same game, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I was wrong on this game because I picked the Packers to win because of one, Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron, you had a hell of an offseason. You had a hell of an offseason for you to come out and do that. Now, the Saints are good defense? Sure. Absolutely. Shout out, Marcus. Um, You're the reigning league MVP, though, Aaron Rodgers. And you have essentially the exact same team. Now, again, Saints are good defense. You know, sure. Okay. 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 But you're, you know, people say you're, you know, the best quarterback in the league. I mean, again, you're the reigning MVP. And for you to... <clears throat> There was rookies today that had a better game than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, y'all couldn't, y'all didn't score a touchdown today, Aaron Rodgers. And you had the nerve to be the pre—you <clears throat> had the nerve to be the diva that you were. And again, it's justified when you like, you know, are that guy. But you have to be that guy. Trust me, I know. And yeah, 153 yards, Aaron? 153 yards? Our quarterback at Austin achieved this past week. Well, their quarterback at Austin achieved this past week threw for 261 yards. Granted, you know, different levels. But I mean, you know, for their level and your level, it's comparable. I mean, they did play a team with 12 players. But that's not the fucking point, Aaron Rodgers. You're Aaron fucking Rodgers. You nigga, and then you gonna over here making being a little bitch because they drafted Jordan Love, nigga. Look like they should have been playing that nigga. The fuck wrong with you? God damn. I'm I'm real upset. I'm real upset with this nigga Aaron Rodgers. And then like you gonna talk out of hot shit like nigga. I'd rather retire than come back. Then retire then, nigga. Retire. Ain't nobody uh, retire. Okay. You want to be that guy? You want to be big and bad? Retire. Ain't nobody begging your ass to play. Like, literally, literally, Jordan Love, they already got him. He's here. He's here. God damn. You can't, you you can't, you can't, you better throw for 600 yards and nine touchdowns next week. I don't give a damn what you playing. I don't give a damn. Uh, while I'm talking about the Packers, I guess, uh, shout out Floyd, um, ATX Takeover. He's got tryouts uh, coming up. Uh, let me see. When was that, Floyd? When was that? I don't know, Floyd. I'll I'll do this again. But, you know, shout out Floyd. I mean, you know, his Packers are, you know, you know, fuck it. The Packers took an L, so I, I can't properly do your shout out. When the Packers win a game, I'll I'll do that shit properly. So get on Aaron Rodgers' ass. That's it for that. That's it for that. Now, some of these things, because I'm trying to be, uh, I'm trying to do the once, once a week with these type of shows. I'm trying to, you know, be a little bit more consistent. And give y'all some expectations of when you can expect some content from me. Uh, so with that, I had to I had to hold back on some things that I wanted to get off, and I probably I probably should have done a midweek special. I might I might I might do a midweek special, but none of these things were I guess big enough for a midweek special. But I'm saying all this to say some of these things were from early last week, so I'm, I'm gonna try not to dwell too much in them. But I mean, you know, you know how it is. Certified Loverboy came out last week. I'm not a shocker to anybody that's listening to this podcast. And uh, we've all had a little bit more time to digest it, and I'm not about to go into that again. But one thing that I have been thinking about ever since that album came out is could Drake do a solo album? And what I mean by that is like a solo album, no features. And I know, I know J. Cole is the one that kind of, I guess, made that so, you know, big nowadays, nowadays. And I mean, you know, people would like, you know, Michael Jackson, granted it's Michael Jackson, but I mean, he would do that on damn near every album. But if you're going to call yourself Michael Jackson, I want you to do some Michael Jackson shit. And you, you say, you said this Michael Jackson thing a couple of times, my nigga. (laughs) So I was thinking, could Drake do that? So, I've gone through Drake's discography, and I'm not about to do anything crazy right now. But I've gone through Drake's discog- discography. 
discography, discography, discography. I went through the niggas albums <clears throat> and um, I took out all the songs that had any features, any credited features, better yet. And then I tried to make, like I've mentioned before, a nine is the magic number when it comes to albums. So I tried to make a nine song, no feature Drake album using songs from his albums where he had no features. Niggas still got a lot of songs out there. So I had to break that up into three albums. So I got a rap album. I got an R&B album and I got a pop album. And after looking those over and again, these are, you know, songs that, you know, Obviously, I like, but I mean, if you like Drake, I mean, I'm sure there's songs in there that we like all can, you know, agree on type shit. And I'm not going to go deep into those songs today. But after looking at that, because at first I'd be like, nah, because Drake's features are kind of what make Drake Drake. But I, I think I think he's capable. <clears throat> I think he, I think he's more than capable of doing it. It's just something that we've all come to expect the features from Drake. Like, again, on his albums, he has solo songs, but we've we've come to like the features because Drake's always working with the hottest people out right now. And Drake is always the hottest person out. So if you got the best person out working with somebody else, that's, you know, just as hot in the moment, at least you're going to produce some good shit. That's the recipe for Drake. But I would like to see Drake step out there at some point in his career and, uh, do something solo. I think, cause that, I think that's a knock that people have on him. Um, and I would like to see him uh, overcome that. I'd like to see him overcome that. Uh, and not go the Kanye route, like, by having everybody featured, but just, like, <laughs> not crediting them niggas. <laughs> <coughs> mm, excuse me. I don't know what it is, this episode. Mm. But, yeah, no. I would like to see that solo, Drake. And now, again... Like I said, some of these are a little bit dated, but like I said, I'll try not to dwell on them too much. UTSA fans have been in a frenzy this past week, and they're also a little bit split. There's some people who are of the belief that, you know, that win against Illinois was the greatest win ever in program history. Um... Well, I guess I'll just say there's people that are really living in the moment. And <clears throat> that's hard to do. Well, I, I'm not hard to do. That's easy to do. Um, but it's hard whenever, <laughs> <coughs> like, you are literally around for the beginning of something. Like, whenever you were there day one for something that you know is going to continue for hundreds of hundreds of years, presumably, it's interesting how people just kind of forget and overshadow and just uh, diminish things that happened in the past. And I, I know it's not intentionally or maliciously, uh, but it's 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 funny. Just yeah, whatever. That's that's a whole thing. But they, a school president who I was not aware that. Uh, well, I didn't know Roma wasn't the president anymore. I just didn't know who the president was that took his place. But apparently, um, this is a. Um, Someone who is woke and they felt away. Well, people felt away, and I still have not met a single person that feels this way. But uh, apparently, the come and take it um, flag and slogan that didn't even originate at UTSA, but that that um, was offensive to some people. So the president decided to make the executive decision and um ban or not ban but uh get rid of that saying that tradition that flag and everything and <clears throat> i don't want to do a texas history lesson here <sighs> but that was a. Uh... There's not many traditions at utsa because again like everything is still so fresh like this is the 10th or 11th season, 10th year. That's still confusing to me. 11th season, 10th year. And, well, I mean, yeah, we don't count 2010. So, you know what I mean? 11th season, 10th year, whatever the fuck. 
there's so few traditions and for something to be tradition you have to give it time so again i mean that is unless you they're just trying to be super 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 woke and just understand that we're just getting more and more bitchified by the day i guess maybe they were looking ahead and like yeah in 50 60 years this might be racist maybe that was a reasoning maybe but so you know what I mean? Florida State still the Seminoles. Ain't no Indians on their roster. Ain't no Indians on that campus. I assume. And if there is, it's like two. Like, you know what I'm saying? Kansas City Chiefs. But everybody was in their feelings over the Redskins. I'm always going to call them niggas the Redskins. They're going to be the Redskins for another 30, 40 years. Y'all can change the name now. Unless y'all change the name to some fire ass shit next season. I do remember y'all saying y'all saying about changing the name then. But. If we keep, we gotta we gotta give things life if we want anything to grow. Come and take it was a I ain't even gonna lie to you. I never gave a fuck about that shit. I never gave a fuck about that shit, and it's not even just the, <laughs> let's just, it's politically incorrect, I ain't never gave a fuck about that shit, it's just, I, I don't like the fucking wokeness, like, nigga, this is Texas, that's Texas history, we te- they gave us the cannon, we kept the cannon, they wanted it back, we said come and take it, nigga, we said pull up, nigga, you can get that shit back in blood, nigga, and guess what, they didn't get that shit, nigga, and if anything, they got their fucking revenge at the Alamo, we still got the motherfucking Alamo up. You know what I'm saying? What type of shit? We, we saluted your culture. I mean, it was our building, but y'all whooped our ass. We should be, we should have been burnt that bitch to the ground. I, I Honestly, now that I think about it, what the fuck is the Alamo doing? Kenny, that was a great ass point you brought up, my nigga. That was a great ass point. Fuck the Alamo. Fuck, I'll, <laughs> I'll never forget when we, we was playing San Jose State. I think 2012, I think 2012, we was playing San Jose State. And Coach Brown decided to take us uh, to the Alamo before the game. It was an afternoon game, so we walked uh, We walked to the Alamo. It was right across the street from the hotel we were staying at. And uh, <laughs> he decided to give us a nice, like, speech and everything. And uh, some people, like, you know, I forget. I'm sorry, Coach. I forget the message of the speech. Um, but it's pretty much something along the lines of, you know, leave it all out there. Um, who's going to cross this line with me? You know what I'm saying? Something along those lines. <laughs> and let me tell you something. San Jose State definitely represented for the Hispanic Army. We got our ass whooped that game. I was like, hey, coach. I think I understand what you was trying to do, but you do understand the quote unquote good good guys lost bad, all of them, all of them. Like I understand what you're going for. <laughs> this shit, you was not expecting that shit to play out just like the motherfucking Alamo, my nigga. Respectfully, respectfully. Ryan Polite did throw for a school record, well, then school record in uh, yards, three hundred. Shout out Super Seven. Yeah, and no, I was gonna like get into some shit on that come and take it, but like I just I just nigga give us let let it let something grow. Let something grow. That was not hurting, that was nothing. That was literally nothing. The fans loved it. I mean we like I said, like we on the team didn't really give a fuck about it. Like honestly. <laughs> honestly, I seen a video um after the game uh Saturday. Um, where they were singing the school song, and I was really blown away. Like these niggas know the words to the school song. Like all we had, all we had was "From the Hills of Oak and Cedar." After that, I know for the hills of Oak and Cedar to the Alamo. Lama Mater. The University of Texas, San Antonio. That was it. That that was the school song for us. 
at least from 2011 to 2015. So I don't know at what point they decided that they need to learn the words, but hey, I like that shit. Keep that shit up, Coach Trailer, Taylor, Trailer, whatever. Hey, you're doing some things. You're doing some things. Proud alum. Proud alum. Let's see. What else? What else? What else? I guess I should stick with college football to try to kind of pretend that this is going to be some type of fluid. Um, Gavin Newsweat or Newsmet. I might be saying this. I'm definitely saying his name wrong. Um, I forget where he's from, but he is a was a high school quarterback that was committed to go to Rutgers. And uh, he's a he's a top recruit. Um, in the next year, well, was a top recruit in the next year's class, but he signed a deal, a six figure deal to be, um, uh, like, a NIL, like he, the new, the new shit, the new shit. He signed a, some endorsement deal. He making six figures. And with that shit, he decided to forego his senior year. He played three games and said, you know what? I'm ready to take this shit to the next level. First, I just want to. I'm. I'm still having issues understanding how this is um, allowed in NCAA in high school because I, obviously he would have to graduate high school to you know be eligible for college. So I, I I don't I, I don't understand how nigga was on a Friday on a Friday playing in the high school football game and on a Monday in a college class. I feel like there was some steps that were skipped and some things that probably need to be checked out. Um, but I, I'm just, I'm not really with this. I, I'm, I'm fine with the dudes getting their money. Like that's not an issue, but like you just leave in high school, like, like you just leave in high school in the middle of the season, in the middle of the season. Now look again, Gavin, do what's best for you, I guess. You 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 deserve it, all that shit. But let me tell you something, Gavin. If I was uh one of your teammates in high school and we just over here like, hey man, we ride or die. We in this shit together. We brothers, man. We're like we brothers for life. Hey, let's go get this state championship. Blah blah blah. What you mean you're not coming back to practice next week? Like you you gonna be back the next Oh, you gone. Oh, you in college. What about all that shit you was telling us in the summer, my nigga? I thought we was about to win state. I, you know, bad boys for life. The fuck? Whatever. Whatever. I, I, I think if you, I, I might be, maybe I'm, you know, doing a little bit too much. I just think if you start your high school football season, you should finish your high school football season. I don't, I'm really, really confused as to how you can start the season in high school and end the season starting in college football games. I'm really intrigued, and I want to see. I, hey, Gavin, new sweat, new set. I want to see. You got. You better be special. But you're going to Rutgers, so like that leads me to think. Like, I mean, yeah, you good, but you typically not seen. The last person I remember that came out of Rutgers was Ray Rice. Like, come on now, Rutgers. You're that guy, and you're going to Rutgers. That must have been a hell of a visit. Hell of a visit. Man, let's go ahead and talk about Steve for a second, man. The nigga Steve came back. I was not expecting that shit. I was going the timeline, whatever it was last week. And I seen the, I seen the nigga. So I was like, hold on. Ain't that the nigga from Blue's Clues? Like, he wearing all the Blue's Clues shit that looked like the Blue's Clues set? What's going on here? That nigga Steve... Man, there's so many things have already been said about this. So that's why I'm going to try not to go hard on it because you, we've already heard and seen everything that a lot of things have already been said about it. But it's just something about like that, 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 that was special about kids shows. That's what's special about kids shows. Because while I was watching that, I'm 27 years old. And while I'm watching that, I literally felt the same way I did when I was four or five years old watching Blue's Clues. Like, the way he was talking, like, it's like he was talking. He was talking to me. He was talking to me just like he was talking to me 25 years ago. He was talking to me. He's like, yo, hey, man, I see what you're doing, man. Hey, looking good. I'm like, 
Hey, Steve, I didn't even know you knew that, my nigga. He like, hey, can we talk for a second? Yeah, Steve, what's, nigga, what's up? We always got time. We, what's up, man? I, I just... That and that's that that's that's really interesting because like it's obviously captivating for children like having like the person in the show talking to you and you feeling like you're part of the show. But that was that was I, I, I like that I like I like the way Steve like Steve still has that effect on us. Talk about closure because I will tell you I will tell you now I'm I'm surely not alone I'm surely not alone in this. But when Steve left Blues Clues and left us with whatever the other nigga name was. That's when I, it was a wrap for me. It was a wrap for me with Blues Clues. I was done. I was done. Uh, I mean, we would watch Bear in the Big Blue House, but that was more so Allen shit. Uh, Bear in the Blue, Big, Bear in the, but goddamn, Bear in the Big Blue House. That, how the fuck were kids saying that shit? But nah, that was more so Allen shit. So I mean, I kind of felt like a player two ass nigga whenever we was watching Bear in the Blue, Bear in the Big Blue House. And I mean. <clears throat> When you're the firstborn, you can never be a player to ass nigga. Which is kind of a little partial beef I have with the mellow ball. But shout out Steve. I would I would definitely watch another episode of Blues Clues if if I know Steve was in it. Just one. Just one. I do think it was kinda weird that Kevin Durant was talking about the whole watching Steve and like, you know, feeling away because like Kevin Durant is thirty-three. Cause like I was four or five when Blue's Clues was out. He's six years older than me, so just a little sus that Kevin Durant was ten, eleven, twelve years old watching Blue's Clues. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway. I guess we should go to social media now. Uh, the last part that I had, um, I talked about a. Uh, <laughs> I talked about women doing the whole social media rebrand, scrubbing everything from their page and, you know, acting as if they're a new person now. And it's funny that, um, literally, <laughs> literally the day after I post that episode, I have a, a good friend that did the uh, exact same thing. And I'm sure she doesn't listen. Um, but I plan on having her on. So, <laughs> <laughs> Those comments weren't about you, per se. I just just find it interesting. (laughs) Just find it interesting. But speaking of social media, this week I had a very interesting uh, interaction with um, Miko Grimes. Yeah. So let me see if I can find this. Actually, no, I need to, I need to, I need to get this shit right. Let me see if I can find this shit. Um, Because she blocked me. And, um, you know, that happens from time to time when you're a real nigga. Uh, let's see. Miko. Yeah. Okay. So Miko Grimes, I guess, is either in a movie or produced a movie, whatever the fuck. The movie is called Ho. Happiness over everything. Now, before I even get into her caption, she's talking about a marriage, um, and you can, you know, assume that based off the picture, but it's called Ho, and it's happiness over everything. (sighs) Marriage is not about happiness. Marriage is about duty, obligation, respect, love is a byproduct. Love is what comes after. Um, the problem is we're sold this Disney fairy tale of love and love is over everything and your happiness is over everything. Um, but the thing is, and you should, you should uh, be aware of your happiness and do things that make you happy. But when you have certain responsibilities and obligations, your happiness has to take a back seat to those duties and obligations. I forget what the movie was called, um, but remember um, Denzel Washington, I believe, when he was like in there, like, like I guess like he hated his son or whatever. Like, well, not hated his son, but like, I guess his son didn't feel that he was loved by him. But he was like, I, I, I feed you. You have a house on you, your clothes. Like, I'm doing like blah, 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 blah. Like, that's me loving you. That's me loving you. I don't have to like you. 
or I forget what it was, but you know what I'm talking about if you listen to this. And that I mean that that's that's rough. I mean, you know, that's hard love, but that's that's love. That's love. Like he fulfilled his duties and his obligations to his son. Can't be mad at that. Happiness over everything. Ho. This is this is Miko Grimes. This is the caption. This is the, what she put. Ho is a modern day. Well, that's already the problem right there. Modern women. Ho is a modern day look at marriage in the urban community from a black woman's perspective. From the struggles of being led by an alpha male. Let me stop right there. The struggles of being led by an alpha male. I promise you there's a beta out there that will worship and adore you. Oh, you don't want him. But you're going to bitch about being with the man that you actually want. This is crazy. This is crazy. To fighting the lusty desires of old flames. Bitch. Where if you're married... Because I assure you, you were the one that pushed the marriage button. Men are perfectly fine. Perfectly, perfectly fine. With uh, My fault. The man that you want, like the actual man that you want, that you're going to love and respect, that man, I assure you, does not ever want to be married. Because what marriage comes with nowadays is the certain... um assumption of monogamy which you're already saying you don't give a fuck about because you're fighting the lusty lusty desires of old flames ladies if you're married you shouldn't even know about the desires of an old flame I would go as far as to say if you're in a relationship with a man that you respect you don't care about the desires of old flames you shouldn't even know about the desires of old flames This mother decides to explore what happiness means to her. <clears throat> this mother decides to explore what happiness means to her. If only happiness to that mother had anything to do with her offspring. Hmm. Without permission or transparency. Let me say that again. This mother decides to explore what happiness means to her without permission or transparency. <clears throat> so I don't owe you shit. Then why why did you want to be married so goddamn bad? I promise you no man is pressing it. Most men aren't pressing it like that. If we have an understanding, the fuck do we need to have all the fucking legal paperwork, folks? We have an understanding. That's why, honestly, I don't like I, I, I'm completely against living with your partner. You shouldn't live with your partner unless you're together, like married, because I, if if I live with you, why the fuck do I have to marry you? I already like we we married in my eyes. The fuck we got to have the fucking paperwork for we married. Look, you don't believe that we together for real. Get the fuck out. Why the fuck we living together? We we like. I, they say the grass isn't greener on the other side. But what if you have more than one lawn? Wow. Middle class USA. Ho is structured around an upper middle class family's life in Southern California. A stay at home mom with no financial worry. I'm just got, I just got fucking furious. Just as furious as I was that day. A stay-at-home mom with no financial worries realizes she isn't happy as she portrays, oh, I'm sorry, she isn't as happy as she portrays on social media to her friends and family. Let me say that one more time. A stay-at-home mom with no financial worries realizes that she isn't as happy as she portrays on social media to her friends and family. I shouldn't even need to say anything. If you're a man, you understand what the issue is. The few female listeners over here are just like, yeah, that, that sounds like a great movie. I don't understand what you're tripping on. Fuck you. Fuck you. I, I mean that. Fuck you. Thirsty for fulfill... 
thirsty for fulfillment romantically in a career. Sierra, oh my God, wow. Sierra, Sierra begins using her free time to test the pros and cons of attaining what she wants. Using using music as a narrator, Hope will have you second-guessing the double standards society has placed on women and their role in the household. This is why Kevin Samuels exists, y'all. This is why Kevin Samuels exists. Black women. A stay-at-home mother with no financial worries. Realized that she was not as happy as she portrays on social media. The crazy thing is yeah. mm-hmm. y'all see stay at home this this is just the black community this is just the black community where women see stay at home as slavery and the fucking just like a prisoner a prisoner of war White women, that's goals. That's goals. I won't say for all, but for for a good amount, that's goals. I was at the UT game last week. I was up in the suites with all the wealthy donors and wealthy alumni and all they stay-at-home wives. Now, granted, oh, my God. You know, now that I think about it, I saw one black family, one black family total. Outside of that black family, I saw no black women. Wow. (laughs) Some of the happiest, when I used to work at 24 Hour Fitness, I would see women, I would see, because they would have the, uh, what's it called, uh, Zumba classes, or the, whatever those classes are, the uh, group, group X classes, group X classes, all throughout the day, and they were all filled with stay-at-home moms, and they looked like they were having the time of their life, they would come in at 10, 11 o'clock, have their little class, they come in with their fucking lattes, their Starbucks and shit, go do their class for an hour, come back out chit chat for like 30 minutes and then go fucking the fucking Panera bread and then go fucking do whatever the fuck it was else that they wanted to do for another two or three hours before they picked up their children from school. It seemed like torture. It seemed like torture. (laughs) Only black women find a problem with that. But, um, I commented, I forget what my exact comment was, and I normally feel like finding, right, finding it right now, but I commented on that th- pretty much along the lines of this is why Kevin Samuels exists. And um, obviously, obviously, when, when I commented it, I was expecting, um, I was expecting a whole bunch of black women in her comments to, you know, get on my ass. Um, cause you know, that typically is what happens whenever I leave any type of comments on Charlemagne or DL Hughley or shade room. Um, typically it's black women or bitch ass, uh, beta male cucks, uh, who are, you know, upset with something I have to say. Um, but no, this time it was Miko Grimes herself who got on there. And she was just like, you can always unfollow if you see something you don't like, sweetie, or something like that. Or maybe it's just emoji. Maybe she didn't say sweetie. And I was just like, or I could just not like it like I did. Like, in what world are you supposed to like every single post? Or like, Maybe I'm doing social media wrong. Do y'all only follow people until they post something you don't like and then unfollow them forever? 
Like I don't, I don't. How do, how do, how do y'all do it? How do y'all do it? Because I, I assure you, I do not like it. Like my brother could post something, I'm, I'm might not like it. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it, it doesn't. Just because you post something, I, does not mean I have to like it. No, I like it if I like it. Now I will say one thing. Um. Miko might have been on to something with the, uh, well, not the unfollowing, but she made me think about something. Maybe they should have a way on social media where you could only comment on a post if you like it. Maybe, maybe the posters should be able to have a setting and maybe they do. I'm just ignorant to it, but that I, I would be that, that, that seems fine. That seems fair, but bitch. Just because somebody don't like this shit, it's like, oh, well, you didn't have to say anything. Okay, but I did. Now what? Now what? Well, she blocked me, but. Y'all, so you only supposed to comment, oh, yes, this is great. I love it. No. This is some problematic bullshit. That's what it is. And you're a 40 year old woman perpetuating this bullshit ass narrative. This is fucking ridiculous. Whole happiness over everything. If men did happiness over everything, we wouldn't marry your ass and we wouldn't be fucking monogamous to your ass. What the fuck is wrong with you bitches? You're fucking stupid. This is why Kevin Samuels exists. This is why. Every day y'all give him fucking more fun. I'm he I'm sure he hasn't found out or heard about this yet, because I mean, you know, Miko is, you know. <laughs> In a different world than Kevin Samuels, but I hope that this post and this vid, this movie, at some point, whenever I guess it comes out next week, is brought to his attention. He gonna have a field day with this shit. He gonna have a motherfucking field day with this shit. And you wanna know what's even worse? I know this shit's gonna be successful because this is the type of shit that they want to perpetuate in our community. This is the type of shit that they want. Matriarch. Fuck you. Fuck you. I ain't about to do this right now. I'm about to do this right now. Nah, fuck it. We are the only culture. We are the only culture in the only fucking community where we already pedestalize our matriarchs. And I'm not saying like they aren't deserving of respect and all that shit. But we're the only community that does that shit. And you want to know why? Because it's not fucking successful. There are no matriarchal societies. They aren't. Name one. You can't. The 50s and 60s and 40s, 50s and 60s, back when we was, you know, I guess, quote unquote, doing shit. Men were at the forefront. Men were the leaders. Women understood their place. It's fucking bullshit. It's fucking bullshit, Miko Grimes. I'm fuck it. Fuck it. The fact that she blocked me, though, makes me know that uh, she definitely feels a way about Kevin Samuels. Maybe because he's reading you like a book, bitch. Just like when Vanessa blocked me. I'm not going to call her that word. Out of respect for being. But I commented you wasn't with him shooting in the gym. Clearly, it was true. Because you blocked me. If it was some absolute bullshit... And absolutely wasn't true, because you obviously know better than me, Vanessa. There's t- tens of thousands of comments on there. Why that one bother you so damn much? Hmm. Just saying. Says something. Whenever posts get deleted and comments get get deleted and people get blocked, like I would say it's telling. I would say it's telling. Anyway. I saw a dude with a woman on a leash this week. That was interesting. That was really interesting. He had a woman on a leash and she was sitting up against a fence and they were having a conversation with an older lady. Yeah. They definitely weren't black. I would assume that didn't need to be said. 
And at some point, we need to we need to talk about male objectification. We need to really talk about male objectification. Um, I women women know and have a feeling whenever uh, they're being objectified, like you're just out in public, and you know, because you can always tell when somebody's looking at you. Uh, like we all have that gaze perception. Um, and like you look over and you see somebody's, you know, just staring at you, whatever the fuck. Uh, but typically, like they'll, you know, move eyes or whatever. And now I, you know, <laughs> I do have some friends that are um, some wild boys. Wild boys. They'll be uh, checking a woman out. She'll catch them checking them out. And instead of looking away, because in their eyes, looking away makes it obvious that you were checking it out. Instead, they lock eyes. They some wild boys. They some wild boys. But um, there's been way too many times this past week where, and maybe I maybe I'm just starting to notice it, but there's been way there was way too many times this past week where women were objectifying your boy. I'm like, ma'am, my eyes are up here. Why are you looking at my crotch? My eyes are up here. Like, I mean, now, granted, I'm not looking at your eyes, but why are you looking at my meat? The fuck? Don't be mad at me if I'm objectifying you, if if you're going to be objectifying me. Like, let's, let's, like, let's call a spade a spade. You women ain't no different. Y'all really worse. Y'all really, really worse. Like, and I be feeling... I be feeling bad. Niggas be with their girls and fucking objectifying your boy. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I, I ain't even. You know what? I'm done. I'm done. I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Um, I'll be. Uh, me and Andy will be back. Um, to um, give our recap of the picks and then give our week two picks. Um, Andy, I don't know how he ended the day. Um, well, I don't know for certain how he ended the day, but uh, I told y'all fifty three percent. Well, rounding up 54%, you want to be 52.4. I mean, like, you know, the, the sharps, the people that are like the people that are out here, like selling picks and all that stuff. Like they like be like sick in the sixties, sixties, high fifties. So, you know, maybe one day I could be one of those people. Well, we could be one of those people, but you know, just some of the things that you get. Robertson media presents is still the network. But the network's taking a bit of a backseat. I decided that it was uh, probably more important to get shows off the ground. Um, and, you know, maybe it should be the network first. But, you know, I do shit differently over here. Um, I'm only human. It's not a human network, but I am a human. Um, yeah. Oh, well. In conclusion, women are wrong. Women are liars. Drake could do a solo album. I really don't care too much about Come and Take It. Gavin Newsom's a wild boy. And Kobe's the greatest basketball player of all time. This has been Politically Incorrect. Thank you for listening.